back here again on Sunday night on March the 29th. I fixed my watch this time. And so thank you so much for tuning in tonight to our live stream. Uh, it is a blessing to be uh, part of Faith Baptist Church, and I'm looking forward to uh, what the Word of God has for us tonight. I want to thank you all for tuning in this morning and uh, all the comments and everything else. We sure appreciate uh, you being involved and uh, being uh, faithful, and I want to say thank you to that. Let's have a word of prayer, and then uh, we'll give you some more announcements, and I'll uh, make announcements that I made this morning, too, in case you didn't get to be with us this morning. Uh, you can catch the announcements tonight. And so let's have a word of prayer, and we'll start things off this evening. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for the day that you've given to us. Thank you for the opportunity we have to be here tonight. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of uh, coming to this place and having the technology to reach out to people's living rooms and their homes and their uh, cell phones, whatever it is that they're doing right now, wherever it is that they're watching uh, by way of live stream. Lord, I pray that you'll help everything to work well tonight. And uh, Lord, that uh, folks will uh, get a blessing from your word this evening. And uh, Lord, we just pray that you'll continue to keep your hand upon Faith Baptist Church. And we thank you for such a wonderful group of people, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I'm going to go over a few announcements. I do want to say, first of all, thank you so much over the past couple weeks or in the last week or so that you guys have been uh, faithful and tuning in to our live stream. I want to thank Brother Nick and his hard work with all that he's done back there with the live stream, trying to make it last and work and all of those things and everybody who's helped out in those areas. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Brother Jordan Jones from Shenandoah for getting us set up and hooked up that way. And I know uh, Brother Scott's helped me out a lot with some information and different things like that. So I want to thank all of you guys for that and all your diligent work, hard work and all those things. Also want to say thank you to my wife who does our website and keeps saying up to date on that and uh, getting all that uh, organized and uh, all the people that have been involved of getting our online giving together and everything like that. I want to thank all of you for being faithful in your giving. Uh, several folks have dropped their tithes by already and uh, many folks have gotten on uh, to our website and given uh, through the electronic uh, giving area uh, on the website. And let me encourage you to be faithful in that. Um, God has not let us down even though we're in a pandemic in our country. A lot of people are worried and fretting. God's not worried. God's not afraid. And uh, so let me encourage you to continue to do what God tells you to do and give in those areas. I also want to thank you for tuning in to our daily devotions through the eyes of faith. I want to thank you uh, for uh, your participation in that, all the comments, the feedback that we've gotten. Uh, I want to ask you to continue to, uh, to give us feedback on those. If they've been a blessing and a help to you, uh, please let us know. Send us a message that we can be encouraged uh, by that. We want to encourage you and help you and help supplement your daily devotions. Uh, we do not uh, want to take the place of your daily devotions, but we also want to supplement and help you uh, in all of that. Also, I uh, wanted to uh, update uh, our church. I know I've spoken to many, many, many of you, and uh, we are looking forward to uh, some of the opportunities we have during this time that we're not using the auditorium. Uh, we are uh, going to have some <clears throat> opportunity to do some upgrades and things of that nature. 
And so um, we were able to purchase some new pews for our auditorium. Now they're new to us, but they're uh, very, very minimal wear. And uh, I'm so glad for that. We got them for $960. What a blessing that is uh, that we were able to purchase that. And uh, so we're looking forward to getting those installed in here and getting some things upgraded, the carpet upgraded and things like that. I want to thank you, church, for being flexible, for being willing to move things around. I want to thank you for uh, trusting me and following uh, behind me and all of those things. I sure appreciate that. And uh, listen, God has blessed and given us discounts and uh, given us people that are willing to just jump in and help us get things done uh, during this time that we are in a uh, downtime. And I just want to say thank you. I'm looking forward to when we can meet together again. Hopefully uh, it's not too long. I'm hoping and my prayer is no later than Easter Sunday. I would love to be in this place with our brothers and sisters in Christ, our faith family here uh, on Easter Sunday, and what a blessing that would be. And so let me encourage you uh, to be faithful. Uh, in the meantime, on uh, by way of Facebook Live and all of those things, we're looking forward to what we're going to do. We are going to be giving you little uh, previews of what's going on uh, here in the auditorium, the upgrades and things like that, and uh, going to give you some previews on what's going on in this place. But again, I want to say thank you so much to all of you that I've spoken to on the phone. Uh, majority of you guys that I've spoken to, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for just your willingness to get behind and uh, get behind me and uh, just encourage us in this time. And I am looking forward to uh, getting back together in, in all of that. Let's keep pressing on for the Lord. Let's keep uh, walking by faith and uh, serving God uh, through this time. Listen, our world, our country needs needs the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we ought not to forget that. We ought to continue to be steadfast and unmovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Uh, tonight was scheduled to be our teen night. Uh, Brother Nick was going to be preaching to us tonight. We've changed some things up and Brother Nick is going to be preaching on Wednesday night. And so uh, Wednesday night, Brother Nick is going to be preaching to us on Wednesday if he can teach me how to do the sound and the, the live stream, I mean. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be preaching. Either way, he's going to be preaching. We'll get it figured out one way or another. Uh, but Brother Nick is going to be preaching. I also want to encourage you to tune in to our uh, daily devotions uh, every day this week. And uh, hopefully they'll be a blessing to your heart uh, and things like that. I just want to uh, say thank you for that. Also be praying for our church family. Uh, those that uh, are elderly in our church that are uh, just still struggling maybe with some sickness or whatever that may be. Uh, just be praying for that. Pray for our nation. Pray for God to do a miracle uh, in this time. Uh, one of two things can happen. Either people will turn away from God or they'll turn to God. And so hopefully my prayer is that we'll see a revival take place in our nation because they'll see the mighty hand of God through all of this. And uh, we can see God's hand. I know there's a lot of people going through some heartaches, but uh, sometimes we go through uh, deep water and God allows us to go through deep water, not to drown us, but to cleanse us. And uh, hopefully we can be cleansed uh, for the be cleansed in our uh, hearts and in our minds and get our focus back where it needs to be. And uh, maybe we'll understand the importance of gathering together and being with one another in church. And so let me say, first of all, to our Faith Baptist Church family, we miss you. We love you. And thank God uh, that God brought us to Faith Baptist Church. I love, love, love 
uh, being the pastor of Faith Baptist Church. I sure love our people. Uh, love everybody who's uh, giving me text messages, encouragement, praying for you, preacher, just all these different things. I want to say thank you so much. Uh, listen, don't be afraid if during a message, uh, if God's stirring up in your heart and you want to say amen or you want to shout glory or you want to do something like that, you can text it. You can say it on there or whatever. We know that you're behind it. You're supporting it. Even though we can't hear it, we'll see it and we'll know that you're shouting loudly uh, in that area and so I know somebody said to me preacher I don't want to be preaching when you're preaching but I man I was God was doing something in my heart and I just wanted to tell everybody about it I would listen if God tells you to say it you say it and uh, praise the Lord for it and uh, we're just going to exalt him lift him up and that's what it's all about tonight okay want to say again I'm looking forward to what we're doing this week and I'm hoping that we can uh, make sure that all this stuff uh, continues to go smoothly and uh, my prayer is that we will have a uh, new fresh look uh, here when we come into the auditorium I am excited about the the, the pews that we were able to purchase and uh, just for for pennies compared to what it would have been and I'm sure glad, glad for that and so I'm looking forward to what God has for the future listen Faith Baptist Church our theme this year is faith that moves mountains we are in a time right now where we need to have faith in God. Uh, every day of our life we need to have faith in God, but we're, we're in a pandemic in our country. And people need to see God's people having faith. And so let me encourage you to do that, okay? All right, we are going to get into the Word of God this evening. If you have your Bibles and go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter number 19. Uh, I started on Wednesday night preaching out of Acts chapter number 19 and uh, because we had to switch some things around um, brother Nick's going to be preaching this Wednesday so I'm going to be finishing our Acts chapter 19 message that we started so this is concerning the kingdom of God part two uh, that we're going to be uh, preaching to you tonight so if you will take your Bibles to Acts chapter number 19 Acts chapter number 19 and we are going to read here, and starting in verse number 8, it said, And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Concerning the kingdom of God. Of God. That's where we get our text verse tonight, and uh, we are going to uh, expound on this. I'll kind of recap a little bit of what we spoke about on Wednesday night, and uh, we'll try to finish that message here this evening. Okay, let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for the day. Thank you for the opportunity we have to open the Word of God. I pray that you'll speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, use the message. I pray that if there's any that are listening uh, by way of social media or even here under the sound of my voice, Lord, that aren't saved, I pray they'll trust you. As their Savior. Lord, if there is one that is saved, but they're struggling on the fence, they don't know which direction to go, Lord, I pray that they'll choose you tonight. Lord, I pray that you'll help us as a, uh, a group of believers in Christ, that we will exalt your name, that we'll lift up your name on high, we'll show the world uh, about our God, and that people will know uh, that there is a God in heaven, and that he's all-powerful, and that he loves them and wants to... Um, 
wants to guide their lives. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us here at Faith Baptist Church to not be ashamed of that, to spread the word of God. And Lord, we sure love you and thank you for it. And uh, Lord, we give you the praise, honor, and glory for all that's said and done in this place tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We started in Acts chapter number 19, and we began to speak about what happened. We had Apollos in chapter number 18, and then uh, Paul's back to what Paul usually does. And as his manner was, we spoke several weeks ago about what Paul Paul's manner was, and Paul was all about preaching the gospel, and here he comes back into this area of... Uh, Ephesus and all of this and uh, as he's coming here to this area it says and he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Listen Paul was bold in his speech and we talked about uh, on Wednesday night that concerning the kingdom of God that whenever uh, the things that God wants us to do is first of all the word of the Lord is preached. You know the main goal for Faith Baptist Church is not only in our personal relationship, but the job that God's given you and I to do is to preach the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord needs to be preached. We don't need to stand up here and try to give our opinions. We don't need to stand up here and try to expound on our own philosophies. We need to say, thus saith the Lord. And that's what the Bible wants us to do. That's what God wants us to do. And uh, Paul was good at that. He was bold about those things. And the word of the Lord was preached. And Paul preached in these times. And uh, like normal, uh, it says, And this continued for the space of two years. And all they which dwelt um, in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus. Listen, when Paul was there preaching, and then you look in verse number 9, people were hardened in their hearts, and they didn't want Paul. So he left and went to Tyrannus' school. And he begins to teach and preach for the space of two years and while he was there it said the people of Asia heard and it's just a, a, a miracle how God uh, puts people in the exact place at the exact time that he wants them to be there because if you remember uh, when he went down to Macedonia right before that he said he wanted to go to Asia but the Holy Spirit forbade him and then he said he wanted to go to Bithynia but the Holy Spirit told him no and so he went down to Troas and he had a vision of a man of Macedonia that said come over and help us and he goes across and uh, we know that he uh, met that lady in purple, uh, Lydia, and uh, she got saved and all those things and how God just continued the gospel going on. And now here Paul is and he's here in uh, Tyrannus' school here and he's preaching for the space of two years. And the word of the Lord was being preached. Paul had some uh, companions with him. He had Timothy, he had Erastus, and he had uh, Epaphras and Archippus and all these others. He had lay people helping him. He had other preachers helping him. All these things in different areas preaching the gospel. And listen, we all understand that we are a team for the cause of Christ. It's not one person who's getting the job done. It's all of us collectively pushing in the same direction for the cause of Christ. And uh, so concerning the, the kingdom of God, first, well, the word of the Lord was preached. Secondly, we saw that special miracles were seen. Special miracles were seen. In verse number 11, 
something. It said, and God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. Listen, any time the word of the Lord is preached, you're going to see special miracles take place. We talked about this morning, that saving faith that we have. Whenever you see the word of God coming forth, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want you to think about the miracle that the word of God has, that somebody who's dead in their trespasses and sins can be made alive and well because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Anytime the word of the Lord is preached, something that's old becomes new. Something that's dead can become alive. Something that was uh, unholy can become holy. Something that's not worth anything can be worth everything because of Jesus Christ. And I want you to understand today, the word of the Lord has power. And anytime the word of the Lord comes forth, there's special things that take place. In this uh, area, there was uh, some vagabond Jews, it said in verse number 13, uh, exorcist, who took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirits. Uh, it said evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Siva and a Jew, the chief of the priest, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, uh, and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are ye? See, not only when we see the concerning the kingdom of God, that when the word of the Lord was preached and special miracles take place, thirdly, it shows that, special, uh, that false prophets are exposed. Listen, any time that truth is preached, uh, false teaching and false preaching is exposed. There's a lot of people in this world that preach a lot of false doctrine. There's a lot of churches uh, that preach a lot of false belief. There's a lot of people that preach a prosperity gospel. There's people that preach that you can lose your salvation. There's people that preach that you can be saved by being baptized. There's people that preach all kinds of false doctrine. But listen, whenever the truth of the word of God, the Bible says, for ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Listen, it's not something that we need to just stand up here and try to expound in our own thoughts and our own minds. What really is important is what God thinks and what God says. But false prophets were exposed. It's my job as a pastor to preach truth. Because if I preach truth, whenever uh, false teaching and false preaching is brought to your mind and to your heart, uh, it's going to be exposed. And you're going to understand that it's not true. That it's not right. You know why? Because that Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, who bears witness with your spirit, he's the author of this book, and he breathes upon this book. And whenever the truth of the Word of God is preached, he begins to expose some things that are not right. There's a lot of people that believe you can live the way you want to live once you get saved. And it doesn't really matter to God, because if you're happy, God's happy. That's what they say. That's not true. Just because the happiness of this world might bring you some temporary pleasure doesn't mean that God is okay okay with our sin. A holy God has to judge sin. And the truth of the matter is, God does not want his children living in sin because he saved us out of that and he wants us to live in victory. Now, does that mean we're never going to sin? No, that's not what it means. But what it does mean is we need to keep short accounts with that. We need to say, hey, I messed up, Lord, I'm sorry, and press on and go back for him. But listen, God does not want his children to be in the world. He says, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Anytime truth is preached, understand this, false prophets are exposed. You understand God wants us to be holy. God wants us to live righteously and godly in this present world. We said next that the fear of God struck men's hearts. 
Fear of God struck men's hearts. It said in verse 16, And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Greeks or to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord was magnified. Listen, fear came over their hearts and listen, concerning the kingdom of God, after false prophets are exposed and the fear of God strikes men's heart, guess what? The name of the Lord is magnified. The name of the Lord is magnified. You know what our job at Faith Baptist Church is? To lift high the name of the Lord. God has given Jesus that name above every name. In the book of Philippians chapter number 2, it says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. That means he's above Allah, he's above Buddha, he's above your bank account, he's above your husband, he's above your wife, he's above your children, he's above your house, he's above everything else. He's given them that name that's above every name, and it said the name of the Lord is magnified. I want to lift up the name of the Lord tonight because I'm saved by the blood of the Lamb. I want to lift up my, uh, my Savior tonight. I want to lift up the name of the Lord and let His name be magnified because of where I was to where I am today. All by the grace of Almighty God. It had nothing to do with me. It all had to do with Him. And listen, anytime the Word of the God of God gets involved in somebody's heart and in somebody's mind, it pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and the morrows, the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And listen, we need to magnify the Lord because of who he is and what he's done and what he's going to do. We need to magnify the Lord. Listen, we need to lift him up. We need to magnify him. You have a lot to lift God up for. You have a lot. The fact that we have air to breathe, you ought to magnify the Lord. The fact that you can walk, you ought to magnify the Lord. The fact that you have oxygen, that your heart's beating without you telling it to, that your brain's functioning, that you, you can hear, you can do all these things. You say, well, preacher, I got a lot of health issues. Listen, you ought to thank God that he gave you the time that you've had so far and all that he's done. Listen, God is good in everything. You ought to thank God for the opportunity we have during this time to lift high the name of the Lord. You say, preacher, I thought if God was so loving, why is he allowing us to go through this troubled time? Why is he allowing us to go through all of this? Listen, because we're becoming like the church of Laodicea. We think we're in need of nothing, and we need to understand something. Without God, we are nothing. We need to magnify the Lord tonight. It says in his, the, the name of the Lord was magnified. The name of the Lord was magnified. And you understand anything that gets done in the work of God is not because of me and it's not because of you. It's all because of Him. It's all because of Him. I couldn't be saved today based on my own merit. I can only be saved today because of what Jesus did. I can't be saved today. I can't uh, live holy, righteously, and godly in my own works, in my own flesh, because my righteousness is filthy rags unto the Lord. I can only live holy and be holy as He is holy as I'm walking in His footsteps. The name of the Lord needs to be magnified. In verse 17, it said, And the name of the Lord was magnified. Let me ask you this. Are you magnifying Jesus tonight? Are you magnifying Jesus? You say, preacher, I might have lost my job. Are you magnifying Jesus? He says that we ought to be, give thanks in all things. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you.
We ought to thank God that we have an opportunity by live stream to hear the word of God. We ought to magnify the Lord. Lift him up. Look at verse number 18. It says, after the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified, it says, and many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. You say, what happens, listen, concerning the kingdom of God, when the word of the Lord is preached, those miracles take place, false, pre false prophets are exposed, uh, the fear of God strikes men's hearts, and the name of the Lord is magnified, then guess what happens? Conversion of many takes place. The conversion of many takes place. You know why people are going to be saved? Because of the word of the Lord. You know why people are going to have their lives turned around? How they can uh, be on that road, that slippery slope to disaster and have them picked up and their feet set upon a solid rock and establish their going and a new song put in their heart, even praise unto their God. It's all because of the Lord, His name magnified. And whenever you magnify the Lord and put God in His proper place as uh, preeminent in all things, then conversion of people takes place because God is in His rightful place. And listen, if we're going to see God send revival, we need to magnify the Lord. If we're going to see God send revival, if we're going to see conversion take place in people's hearts, it's not going to be because of our eloquent speech. It's not going to be because of all the degrees that we have hanging on our wall. It's not going to be because of the money that we have in our bank account. It's going to be because of the Lord Jesus Christ. The conversion of many took place. The conversion of many took place. My desire is to see souls saved. See, the Bible tells us in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, He says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. You understand God's given us a command. His command is for us to go out and to win the lost. He tells us to go out in the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Listen, we need to go out to this lost and dying world and share the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with them. Magnify the Lord, lift Him up, tell Him about this. It's not about a religion, it's about a relationship with the Lord Jesus. It's not about a works which they have done, but only according to His mercy that He saved us. We need to talk to Him about that and see the conversion of many take place. And listen, it can happen. The Bible tells in Psalm 126, 5 and 6, He that sows in tears shall reap in joy. And he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, will doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Listen, church, tonight, listen, we need to get busy about the gospel. We're in an opportunity right now where people are in fear. They're in panic. They're looking for some hope. They're looking for some help. They're looking for which direction they need to turn. It's time for God's people to put aside their pride, to put aside their own uh, uh, arrogance, and to say, listen, I am a humble servant for the Lord. And because of what God has done for me, I'm going to magnify the name of the Lord. I'm going to go out and I'm going to confess them to, to the Lord as we spoke about today. I'm going to confess the, the Lord to those people. I'm going to exalt Jesus. I'm going to tell them about the gospel. I'm going to tell them about the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell them about his burial. I'm going to tell them about how he conquered death and hell and rose from the grave. I'm going to talk to them about that. Why? That they too can know Jesus as their Savior. The conversion of many will take place. Why is it that we in the country of the United States of America, 
who are founded on godly principles, who are one nation under God, who our forefathers thought so much of it that they fashioned our country on biblical principles to help people understand that we would be nothing without God. Here we are in our society, we just sit back with our... Uh, our wealth and our uh, ease of life and we don't care about anything else. We don't care if people die and go to hell. We don't care if our neighbor uh, that we've helped them in the snowstorms, we've helped them uh, when they've had problems or uh, maybe a pipe has burst in their house. Uh, we'll go help them with all those things. But what about helping them know for sure that they're on their way to heaven? What about that co-worker that you've worked with for all those years? I wonder, do you know for sure that they're on their way to heaven? Mom and daddy, what about your spouse? Uh, or what about your your children. Husband, do you know your wife is saved? Uh, lady, do you know your husband is saved? Do you know your children know the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you ever asked them about it? Have you ever talked to them about it? Do you care enough to share the word of God with them? Listen, we need to start seeing the conversion of people, but if we're going to see people convert uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ, we who have the, the Son of God living inside of us through the Holy Spirit of God need to put aside our sin, put aside our wickedness, put aside our pride, and just lift high the name of the Lord and exalt Him. And guess what will happen? People will be saved. People will be saved. Let's keep reading in chapter number 19. It says, verse 18, And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also which used curious arts, brought their books together, and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. You know what happened here? Once people got converted, once people's lives got changed, here's the, the, the principle of salvation. Their life got changed. And now here in verse number 19, it says, Who, which used curious arts, brought their books together, and burned them before all men. Listen, they, the burning of the superstition took place. You know what that's a symbol of? That's a symbol of our life being changed. A new creature in Christ Jesus. The things that we used to do, we don't do anymore. More. Those things where we used to, the places we used to go, we don't go there anymore. The things we used to say, we don't say them anymore. Why? Because we ought to live our life following the pattern of the Lord Jesus Christ. The attributes that we must have are love, because that's what the Holy Spirit has. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Listen, that's what a child of God ought to be doing. This is a picture of once people were converted, once their life was changed, they're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new in Christ Jesus. They don't have to live the same way they used to live. It said this, they didn't just give their sin to somebody else. They didn't just pass it along to somebody else. It said they burned it and got rid of it. Listen, if there's some sin in your life, once you become a child of God, understand this, if there's some sin in your life, you know what you need to do? You need to get rid of that, that sin. You need to get, get beyond it. You need to get past it. You say, how do I do it? Well, get it out of there. If it's some bad music that you have, burn it. If it's a bad movie that you're watching, burn it. If it's something that you can't control, burn it. Why? Because you need to get it out of your life. Taking it to goodwill is not going to help by you giving somebody else your sin. You need to get rid of it and get as far away from it as possible. Listen, the conversion of many took place 
but the burning of superstition, of superstition took place. It said they used curious arts. These ones that, that had this superstition and this curious arts that they had, they, they burned it and they came and they said, listen, I know this was valuable to us as far as the world's concerned, but listen, when it comes to the things of God, that's really worth nothing. God is worth everything and they wanted to follow after him. Listen, that's what we ought to do as a child of God. Listen, the world is fun for a season. But as a child of God, it's not our business to live amongst the world. God tells us for all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's where we struggle. That's where we falter. That's where we trip up in our life because Satan's very good at what he does. But guess what? God's children have no business living a life of sin. We need to be living a life of holiness. We need to be living a life that's honoring and pleasing to the Lord. Listen, I don't know what it is that's in your life. I don't know what it is that the Holy Spirit's pricking your heart about. I don't know what it is that the Holy Spirit of God's telling you, hey, what the preacher's preaching tonight, that area of your life that I've been knocking at your heart's door telling you, hey, you need to get rid of this out of your life. This is what's hindering my power from being in your life. This is what's hindering me from being uh, first place in your life. This is what's hindering me from, uh, from, from moving in your heart the way I want to move in your heart, from directing you the way I want to direct you. This is what's hindering you. Is this, this one thing right here. You know what you need to do? Get rid of it tonight. You need to get rid of it tonight. You say, preacher, I need some help. Let me know. We'll come help you. We'll come help you. We need to get rid of some of this stuff in our life. It said the burning of superstition took place. They used curious arts. They brought their books together and burned them before all men. You know what? They weren't ashamed of getting rid of their sin either. It said they burned them before all men. They didn't do it in secret. They didn't say, oh, guess what? I had this problem secretly that I'm going to get rid of. You know what? I don't say that you need to come to me and tell me all your sins. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. But you know what? We ought not to be ashamed to get rid of sin. When we're getting rid of things in our life, you know what we ought to do? We ought to just uh, just be proud that guess what? Hey, I, I had enough uh, decency in my heart that I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And we ought to be excited about getting rid of those things in our life. It said they burdened it before all men. You know what? They did a public getting rid of sin. A public getting rid of sin. You know what? I think it's good for us sometimes to not air our dirt.